Hello, good afternoon, everybody. First of all, apologies for being late. We had a bit of a technical problem, which is um, something we don't always foresee. But thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. My name is Louise Kuman, and we are going live on stories. Um, yeah, and stories is a concept that uh, we started with a couple of years ago. Well, actually, just one year ago. So, and it's all about learning to embrace and celebrate your own cultural identity. And if you'd like to know more about stories, you are welcome to check things out. Um, first of all, you can go visit us on our website. It's called sstories.co. And there's been written a couple of blogs over this past year. And you are welcome to dig into it. And um, yeah, maybe there's some questions that you have about your own cultural identity. Um, is it something to pursue to embracing? Is it not? Maybe you've got some questions and there's different blog posts that we look at different aspects of that. And then um, we also created a free resource, which is called um, My Time to Shine. Sorry, let me just... Um, yeah, so that is our website. And you're also welcome to go and check out uh, this um, free resource. It's called uh, pages.stories.co and it's my time to shine. And that is a free resource where you can go and, and, and um, yeah, where I talk a little bit about your own cultural identity, why it is important. So I would like to invite you to join, to go and check it out. And then in the beginning of this year, we started with a podcast and the podcast is called We Talk Story and have a co-host, his name is uh, Caleb Bannister. And we dig into the stories of different people and you have the opportunity to get to know other people's stories, um, uh, learn about other people's journeys, about their own cultural identity, or even stories about cross-cultural uh, engagements and how that uh, brought life in their relationships with people. So I would like to invite you to go and check that out. You're welcome to go and um, it's, you can check this out. It's on anchor.fm at We Talk Stories, or you can go to our YouTube channel called S Stories, and you can find some of the episodes there. Yeah, so before we, without further ado, I just would like to invite Selby in. So let's just welcome him. Hi, Selby, can you hear me? Yes, Louise. Hi, <laughs> Louise. Hi, everyone Hi. that's tuned in. Yeah, so I want to just say thank you so much for joining us today, Selby. Um, it was a bit of a short notice, but it's it's really great to have you with us today. Um, I just we me and Selby's journey goes back about twelve years, and it's been a very. I remember the first day I met Selby. I don't know if you remember the same day, <laughs> but um, <laughs> in a way, it's been very significant because me and him wouldn't have been where we are today if it wasn't um, of us meeting at a place called Kibbutz Al-Shoma and we were teammates for a couple of years together and it really put us on a, on a, tri uh, on a journey in our lives. And uh, yeah, so Salvi, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I would first of all just invite you to just share a little bit about who you are, where you're from and where you find yourself right now and why you're there. Um, hi everyone, thank you Louise for this um, opportunity to just share 
also my story and my my journey as well. Um, I believe that all of us, all of us, um, has something to say, and our stories are important. So I'm Selby. I am 27 years old, <laughs> um, and like Louise said, I had an opportunity to meet her a few years back um, as we started sharing. Um, um, started working in in the same um, ministry. And um, yeah, so I am Selby. I was born and raised in Worcester, um, a small town in South Africa. Um, and yeah, that's where every, everything started for me. Um, I remember I was very shy. I couldn't talk in front of people. So this for me is another level even um, to just be out there. I feel like this is even more because it's for everyone. Everyone can see this. Um, and yeah, so, but the Lord really came and I feel like he, he handpicked me out of a place and, 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 and put me where I'm at today. And um, yeah, I've been in this ministry that Louise was sharing about earlier for almost um, more than 10 years now. I started when I was in school already and um, I always had this desire to to please God, um, I was in grade nine when I when I gave my heart to the Lord. Um, the very first time, and I, I was in high school, so it was very challenging. Um, and it was also through a ministry that is our sister ministry, or our yes, um, called Island Breeze. They came to our school and um, they shared their. Um, their message through their dances and, and their stories. And that day I felt in my heart, there was a burning sensation in here. And I, I, I got up and I gave my heart to the Lord. And it was the best decision I've made um, ever since. Um, because when I look back and I see where I've been and where I'm now, it's really, it was just God. And that's why I feel like um, it's important to be obedient to, to his voice and, and to, to his call and whatever he's saying, it's important for us to to follow in that. And so, yeah, that's um, where it all started for me. And um, I am currently, so like I said earlier, I am in South Roots, um, the ministry Louise were mentioning earlier, um, for more than over 10 years. And um, in the beginning, I must share this also, it was very tough because I come, I am a cullet. <laughs> And um, there's certain expectations in my people group. And um, so when I finished school, I had this thing that I, I feel I, I knew that the Lord was calling me to missions. That um, was now just after school. That was in 2011, I think. And um, yeah, so I knew it, it was... God was calling me and I, I went to my parents and it was the most fearful thing I could ever do because uh, imagine you going to a colored auntie and tell her that you are going to um, do the Lord's work when you have been in school for how many years and now it's time for you to, to give back to the family. And um, But I knew that that was the thing I, I was supposed to do with a lot of things in my mind also going on, like how am I going to do this mission 
missions and um, where is the money going to come from first of all that's the most important thing um, but God was so faithful um, he because he is our promise keeper he's our provider and he's he is who he says he is and um, so I started my journey with missions in 2011 and um, I saw the end of God and that made me decide to to walk in obedience every day of my life, every step of the way. Um, and that's why I'm here today. And with that, um, like when I started my discipleship training school, I someone, a lady, she's currently now um, working in the community where I stay in. Um, she said to me, she wants to partner with me. And, I, and in that time, I was like, what do you mean? I wasn't sure what that, what it meant. Um, the first time when she told me and I, I I went to my leader because I was confused and I, and so she said to me, go ask. Um, and so I went and asked her and she told me, I want to stand with you on this journey as you embark on this unknown journey called missions. And um, she, she paid my full lecture fee for that um, year. And, and that's where I saw the end of God. Um, and today, long story short, today I am in a beautiful nation called Namibia because out of obedience. Um, I came here with my team a few years ago and I said to them, we were working on a project with the kids here in the community and I said to them, guys, Something stole my heart, um, yeah, and I feel like I, I felt at that moment that this is home, <laughs> um, and I want to start something here. I want to see something that we have here in Namibia, in Rio both to be specific. Um, and um, so we left, and I still had this... I don't know, I, at that time I didn't even know how or when or anything yet. Mm. And um, we went on a tour in South Africa and um, we went to, I think it was PE. And we went to the specific church and, um, and we had a service on a Sunday and one of the pastors came up and prayed for us. And this pastor, he did not know us. He was he saw us the first time that specific Sunday, mm. in fact. And so he prayed for us individually. And when he came to me, um, he said to me, the Lord showed him that I was somewhere three months ago. And this place has been on my heart. And he just wants to confirm that, um, that that is the place where I'm supposed to be at. And um, I shouldn't fear any or I shouldn't worry about my family and the provision for mm -hmm. my family because God is going to sort it out. Mm -hmm. And the rest of my um, friends looked at me and I looked at them. I'm like, OK, yes, Lord. OK, this is now confirmation. And so, yeah, that's why I am here currently in Namibia, <laughs> this beautiful nation um, where I believe God has made room for me. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, out of obedience. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Selby. Yeah, it's 
it's amazing the journeys that God takes us on. And I think if we commit to following his voice, um, it's always a journey and it's something that's more than we could ever imagine for ourselves. Yeah. And, and that is really a testimony of who God is and the things that he wants to take us on and the journeys he wants to take us on in our walk with him. Yeah. So you are a singer, a beautiful singer, and you have been involved with worship teams for, <laughs> for many years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just this past week, I started also to talk a little bit about worship on, on my platform stories. And yeah. yeah, I would like to just hear your heart about worship. Why do you feel like it's important? Um, and we're going to get to another story a little bit later. But I first of all, just want to hear what's your heart? What's the things that you have discovered about God and during times of worship, what is the things that you feel is important in a worship time? Um, yeah, just things yeah. that you have learned. Um, it's so interesting. Yesterday we had a talk. Um, so I'm yeah in 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 Rehoboth. I am serving in a church as well. And um, yesterday I we just had a talk of like what does worship mean to us. And um, the one thing that I felt like that was the most important of everything that was said was um, the relationship you have with God. And um, earlier as I, as I prepared myself for, for this time, I, I listened to a, uh, I think it was a teaching, yes, um, of Stephanie her surname is so hard to pronounce, but I, I was listening to um, one of her uh, um, teachings she was sharing, and, and, and the thing she said of worship was, and I believe that is the key of everything, when, when we speak of worship and when we talk about worship, um, it starts in your inner room, in, in your secret place. There, there um, everything should start when we speak about worship yeah. because when we come into a corporate setting, it's um, more an, of an expression of what mm. you already experienced in your inner room. And so, but you can only worship God in spirit and in truth mm. if, you, if your relationship with him is in right standing um, because you can have a beautiful worship leader up front. You can have whoever is leading mm. you to wherever. But if you are not in tune, if you, if your relationship with God is not um, what it's supposed to be, then you are not going to experience the fullness of, of who he is. Yeah. You're not going to experience the fullness of his glory, of his presence, of his mm. love, of his goodness. Um, yeah. Because you have to have that already um, in your inner room. And so, yeah, I, I think, I believe that worship for us starts in our inner room. And then yeah. out of that, it's a natural flow out, of, out to in the daily things that we do, um, mm -hmm. whether we, we have fellowship with people or we are in our workplaces um, or wherever we are walking past in the road or driving past. Um, because worship is everything. It's not just yeah. music on a Sunday yeah. or when we come together as a corporate to sing. 
um, but yeah. it's our daily life. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think worship, like I said, um, comes out of your secret place, your relationship yeah. with God. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it's so another true. thing just, that yeah, go ahead. Is, I also said another thing is someone said it. I think it was my leader, Shanet. I am not sure, but I know I heard it somewhere. Someone said, "You can't take somewhere. You can't take people, or yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't give people an experience, or you can't take people to a place where you haven't been." Yeah. Because um, if I sing, all my life you have been faithful. Do I know what I'm singing, or do I just? Am I just mm. singing words to a song that I know? Or mm. am I actually testifying of, of his goodness? Um, and so, yeah, because, yeah, you have to already experience that before you can take people to that yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so you're talking about worshiping God in spirit and truth. And I think sometimes in our walks, in our lives, Lord, there's, there's aspects of our lives that we feel ashamed about. And if I think yeah. about my own story, the reason why stories exist is because there was a season in my life that I was ashamed of my own cultural identity and that was being an Afrikaner. So in an essence, in a way, some aspects of me was not part of, of, of the worship in the sense if I worship God because there's an aspect that, that God has chosen me to be born into. I was he chose for me to be born as Afrikaner in South Africa uh, yes. into my specific family in a specific time frame, which was sort of in the middle of apartheid. That was mm. his divine choice for me. But um, I had to get to a, poise of a place of really coming to terms with the fullness of who I am and come to worship God in, in, in the fullness of who I am without that shame of an aspect of what God has created or given me as part of who I am and yeah. I know you had a bit of a similar situation and a very specific thing that happens and um, yeah. I know there's it's maybe something that people haven't even thought about before or haven't yeah. really been challenged yeah. with but because we work so much with um, uh, embracing your identity but also about the redemption of cultures that is what it's all about mm -hmm. hey what the ministries that we've been a part of it's not just that people groups uh, or people individually come to a relationship with God, but also that who we are in our people, in our nations, come to be redeemed and to come into the fullness of the glory of who we are as a people to worship God. And yeah, yeah I invited you today to share that specific story with us because I feel like there's, there's so many things that can maybe be something that will be an answer to somebody in some of their questions they might have about this. Yeah. Um, hearing what you're saying as well, it reminds me also of um, something my leader said also. Um, God already placed evidence of himself in each people group, like the Afrikaners, the Zulus, the Khoisans, the Khozas, the Khalids, the Hawaiians, the Fijians. And so I think for us as the church, we, we have been so fixed on religion and we haven't like really asked God to show us 
um, his character within other people um, mm. because we have this preconceived idea of what church or what um, religion should look like or a relationship yeah. with God looks like. But um, I think the question we should ask ourselves, what where, where, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves, whatever people group we find ourselves in, where is the character of God? Do I see it? Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, ask yourself or ask God to give that to you to, so that you can see it. Um, because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have to preach. We just have to see um, where God has placed evidence of himself mm-hmm. within a people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have been on this journey where I, so I'm colored <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I, I, and we are also as South Africans, we, we, there's always been a thing of we don't know where we are. We are a bit of that. We are a bit of this and we are a bit of that. But we are now, um, we've also now been recognized as the foundation nation. So um, of the first people of the land, of Khoisans, of the Khoisans. And so I've been on this journey um, trying to see what that means to me, what that is. <laughs> Um, because it's about the people of our past and where everything started. And um, yeah, so we, like um, Louis said, we are in a ministry um, that focuses on cultural redemption and mm-hmm. culture is a, a very, it's a big thing for us. And so um, we experience stuff in 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 what we do as 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 a ministry, we have been um, we have been exposed to stuff that we not normally speak about in in church um, necessarily, or most most of the time not. And um, and so we had a we had a conference in two thousand and seventeen, Louise. I'm not sure. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah. And so I, um, I, we, so we were um, at a specific church and um, we, we had a whole set up of an opening for, for this conference. And so we had our different cultures and different expressions. And like I said earlier, we, um, God has placed evidence of himself um, within different cultures. And so we wanted to ex, um, display that. Mm. And um, so I had my Khoisan Feliki on. <laughs> um, and I and I think that evening it was when I saw the people that were sitting there and um, I knew that we were also in a church setting, immediately I felt like this is not acceptable. <laughs> What I'm wearing, because so we had an opening ceremony before we started, and then we went straight into worship. And um, I, so I had my my felikis on. Basically, I was half naked. I only had, I think, tights on, just to cover my under parts, lower part, and then a, a felik in front and at the back, and then on the top I also had a felik on and um, skins. Mm-hmm. And 
I went to my leader because I felt in well, what's the word intimidated, intimidating. Um, yeah, because there's pastors, yes, pastors is leaders here sitting, and I mean, uh, this is going to be very challenging for them. I don't think this is going to be suitable for what we are going to do now, and especially in worship. Um, so I went to her and I said to her, um, Shunit, what is the possibility for me to, is there going to be time for me to quickly change into something more appropriate um, to worship in? And she asked me a question <laughs> that really shocked me at first when I thought of it. Um, she asked me, what is wrong with what you're wearing? Because whatever you're wearing should be acceptable before God before his throne. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also who you are as a descendant of the first people. And that shook me. I did. But in the back of my mind, I still thought of how is this going to turn out at the end of, of, of that service or of the opening. And so that evening we did the opening. We, we did what we did and we went straight into worship. And I forgot all about what I'm, what I was wearing or what I was having on, um, and I just worship God in spirit and in truth and also in freedom, um, because I think in in when we started and we did our opening, I think I forgot about the the fact that people are sitting and people are, are going to look and there's going to be judgment and there's going to be questions. Yeah. Um, I just worship God for who he is. I think, um, like you said earlier, we had a conversation, me and Louise, before we, we um, came live. And she said a, mo a very important thing that we, we shouldn't focus on, on people. We shouldn't focus on whatever who's going to say, especially when it comes to worship. Yeah. It should be, our focus should be on God <laughs> because we are enthroning him. It's not about the pastor or whatever leader, whatever president or whatever, whoever, um, our focus should merely be fixed on God. Um, and so I think that evening I, the focus was on God because um, I experienced such freedom like I've never experienced before. I broke out in my dancing like I love to. And I was just free in that time. Um, but I think also within the church setting, and, and, and I've experienced this in my own church as well, um, also being in South Root and in my journey, I always had this longing of whatever I experienced, what free, the freedom I experienced in, in the worship times we have with when mm -hmm. we have it. I wanted that same experience in the church, but yeah. for some reason I felt it was it wasn't there. <laughs> there wasn't a freedom for expression, even though I always knew that people had an uh uh what do you call it a hunger or a the long, desire to yeah. yes yeah. to break out in expression. And I saw that like mm -hmm. in my vision, if we just let go and let God, um, <laughs> especially in our churches. Um, mm. we will experience of we will experience him um in mm. who he is. And mm. so 
I think we are so fixed on our religion and how things, we have to do this now, we have to stand up, we have to do, we sing three songs and then we are done. Um, but that evening we, we worshiped. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the one thing I love about whenever I worship with, with South Roots or Island Breeze, and even now in the church that I'm currently serving in, mm-hmm. um, whenever we worship, praise and worship, we had times when we we don't, the pastor felt like we should go on. We are not going to mm-hmm. have the word. We, we're only having worship because there's a presence of God um, mm-hmm. and we are enthroning him. And so there's excess um, to his throne and there's um, whatever you need in that time, in that moment, yeah. in that space is yeah. there for you yeah. to, to grasp and to grab. And so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's so amazing. It reminds me so much of that, that moment where David was dancing in front of the ark, bringing the ark into Jerusalem. Yeah. And it's just that freedom. And, yes. and, and it's about God's presence. And it's really being, yes. that freedom brings the freedom for somebody else to, to experience yes. God and to have access to God, I guess. And, um, and that is that is something that that is so important, so needed. Because and then yes. exactly what you just said, the last couple of words. Because in God's presence, I always get that picture of in Revelations where it talks about, "Come to me, come buy from me, mm. come without money, and just come and do that exchange. Come and bring yes. the brokenness, the emptiness, the nothingness yes. that we sometimes have, and just come and." have that exchange before God. And yeah. And I think sometimes, um, I think what we, we're trying to say today, no, it doesn't mean that um, we're not worshipping another God. We are worshipping God, the creator yes. of the heavens and the earth. We, we worship Jesus, who is Son, we worship Holy Spirit, and there's nobody else that we worship. And, and, and that is to come in the fullness of who we are. And it's about... Um, creating a platform for the person next to you to come also yeah. just as they are um, sort yeah. of ushering them into the presence of God. So yeah. I think those are the important things and the keys. I think that you are actually sharing with what happened that day, what you experienced that day, because I'm yeah. sure your freedom was also somebody else's freedom. <laughs> and my leader really loves to say that. So your freedom is somebody else's freedom. But we also acknowledge that your freedom can be a stumbling block for somebody else. And and we know sometimes the people that's listening, some people, it might be a bit of a stumbling block at this point. But I want to encourage people to to really come and seek God out and, and ask him yes. about this for yourself. Hey? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing also, because I, the story that you just shared about David, I also, yeah. yeah felt I should share on that as well. Um, it's, and and I've, 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 I've read the story of David in like, and the one thing that I, that, that really stuck with me is that David was a man very close to God's heart. And um, yeah. he was always with him, just like, like uh, God was with Moses and with Joshua. Yeah. Um, he yeah. was with David and he knew yeah. that. And um, yeah. so many times when we come into the presence of God, um, I feel like we're so focused on what people are going to think or what yeah. people are going to say. 
but I feel like in those times you really need to break out like David did um, yeah. because I feel in this time, in this season, especially the time we are in now, um, whenever we have worship sessions or we have, when we have corporate worship and the presence of God is evident, we should be hungry to, to yeah. grab what, what, he's, what he has for us because I feel like in those times we have access, we have so much yeah. freedom, we have, um, we have the the ability to to get the things that we we've always longed for, we always yeah. desired for, um, mm-hmm. and so we just have to let go um, and yeah. not worry about whatever whoever is going to say, yeah. um, because. Now I'm focusing on God, like you said earlier, Louise, yeah. and um, I'm expecting him to, to move the mountains yeah. for me, to yeah. bring healing to the things that I, yeah. I'm still struggling with or to bring freedom in the things that I, I'm, I'm still facing in my life, in my journey. Um, yeah, and, and just receive the pour out of his, of his presence, yeah. of his love, his unconditional love. Yeah. Um, yeah mm. <laughs> that's great thank you Salvi so yeah our time is really running out for today um but I I just want to say Salvi wow thank you so much for really sharing from your heart um I'm just wondering has there been people that you shared the story that that you experienced this was something that really was like a key for them have you had this kind of conversations before or not really yet do you mean worship in general? Yeah, worship I and mean, even that ex- specific experience that people actually needed to hear that to bring an element of freedom for them specifically in their walk with God. Yes, I, I, I had this. I had, I had an opportunity in church. I feel like whenever we engage in worship, it's one of the most important things to, sh- yeah. to say or to voice um, because I don't want people to miss um, are out on an opportunity where, where God can bring um, provision or healing or whatever yeah. we need. Um, and I feel like even in, 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 in this day and this time, like Moses and David and all those people, they had miracles and, yeah. and God did it for them in front of their eyes. So, yeah. and he says even in his word, he's going to do greater things for us. So yeah. I want to see healing happening. I want yeah. to see people free um, in church yeah. in the times of worship. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, 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 I had an opportunity to share that. Um, and sometimes it's challenging because people are not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, don't yeah, want to be free, free like that yet. Yeah. But I, I trust God is going to do what he needs to do. Um, yeah. We are merely just his vessels and yeah. we just have to do what he asks of us and see what he will do at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. So Salvi, you actually referring to a song, the words that you are referring to about Joshua and Moses and David. <laughs> I was wondering, yes. would you mind singing, <laughs> singing a small part of it? Um, yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm yeah, the chorus. The I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. If he can do it for Moses, he can do it for me. If he can do it for David, 
He can do it for me. He can do it for Israel. He can do it for me. He can do it for Joshua. He can do it for you. For Moses, you part the Red Sea. You chose the shepherd boy to be a king. The walls of Jericho, you made them tumble down. You sent your only son to set us free. Yeah. And you are everything I need and more. And you are everything I need and more. Everything yeah. I need and more. Yes. yes, thank you, Salvi. Yes, Lord. And that is, I think, the message we want to leave people with today, that yes. in a place of worship, there's a breakthrough, there's a place yeah. of exchange that can happen. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you so much for sharing, Salvi, just sharing your heart today. I appreciate it, Tans. Um, you are welcome to reach Salvi, I'm sure, on his on his different platforms, Salvi Williams on Facebook and Instagram, eh? Yes. Any? Is no, that I just Facebook. Major CLB. places? Salvi Williams. Just on Salvi. Okay, yes. Yes. Thank you, Salvi. Thank you for watching. Um, and please leave comments if you've got questions or anything. And, yeah, we will look at it and get back to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Louise.